This is the American Forces Vietnam Network. Hardcore military. Good morning. Vietnam is going to be very different from the United States of America. Except for all the beer cans and the barbecue, it was. What's up, everybody? This is Bay Podcast episode 38. I am Liam, aka Big Bay, and this is. We'll do, we're doing a light celebration, but it's our fourth year going into the Bay Podcast. Um, I would have had done, I would have done a bigger pod, you know, made it a bigger deal for this episode, but we just got done with the Come Correctness Holiday Special and the Baymies back to back. So maybe when we hit the 50th episode, we'll do something big. For this episode, we'll be focusing on the Vietnam events Bay will be doing, especially Operation Junction City Two and what to prepare yourself for. So before we get into that, um, we did the Bay Goes Dark initiative um, during February. I think we did like February 1st to the 19th. It honestly didn't really work. Um, We just we still got questions whether it was on Discord, which we did direct people to. So in fairness, they you know, they were fine there. Um, a lot of questions to Facebook and Instagram. Um, and, you know, it sucks because you get forced to answer. So we really didn't, didn't take any time off. Not to mention that we did a lot of videos and work on content. We took that time to do that. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we're back to normal operations. So if you have questions, obviously ask them no matter how dumb they are. We may goof on you in the staff chat. But, um, I mean, in all fairness, yeah, like, uh, just if you got something, I'd rather you ask it now instead of showing up the wrong stuff or just doing something dumb because you didn't ask. So, uh, ask away. So, I mentioned the videos earlier. Yeah, we spent a good month, like almost every weekend for the last, like, two months recording content and, and making videos and training films. Um, we have a new YouTube channel. It's just broken our events. We're probably, we haven't decided what we're going to do with it as of this time. Either we're going to combine the two YouTube channels or we will use both of them separately. And and there's, you know, there's different content, uh, for each of them. So they have different uses. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but yeah, if you go, if you look for broken arrow events, that's where all of our, uh, new video content is. The, the goal is to help you guys prepare for the big event in August and future events. So we have, you know, we have a visual training service, which shows you the correct gear. We have Frucci reviewing some gear. Um, we have the top, the talk talk, which is kind of like a podcast. My vision for that is to make it a short, shorter than what the podcasts usually are. So like 10, 15 minutes, just a little video of us sitting in the hooch in my basement, uh, the future of this podcast may be just the audio recording of the Talk Talks. I haven't decided yet. I almost did this podcast as a um, a trial as a video Talk Talk and then use the audio. I decided not to. Um, 
but that could be the future. We I'm probably going to uh, try to do that um, maybe when there are a few guys in person. Uh, but yeah, we've we we've had. I mean, I've had guys over almost every weekend for the last two months doing this shit. So um, for today, I needed a break. All right, so let's get into Operation Junction City Two. At the time of this recording, I'm recording on February 27th. We're less, you know, within six months of the big event. Um, if anybody knows me and anybody knows the Bay staff. We plan this event literally the day after um, the previous year's event. So, so I mean, even I'm, I'm even planning this before. I already have 2023's event planned, or you know, worked out to or in motion to be worked out, worked on. Um, but for the most part, the Broken Hour event staff is working on the you know the, the next year's event the day after the current year. So, like after Oregon Trail. That Monday, let's say that Monday, Tuesday, that week, we were already working on Operation Junker City 2. So it really is a year's worth of work going into these events. So you guys got to realize that. So like um, the minimum you guys can do is help help us out by A, registering, showing up on time, uh, showing up or not backing out the last minute. You know, I, I get it, shit happens. Um, but you got to really look into like what we put into these events and at least give us that respect. Um, uh, and, 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 you know, most people do. Um, I would say 99% of the people do. It's just, I think uh, when, when I go over some of these next points, you guys will see, like, hopefully why um, I'm saying the things I am. Uh, so I'll start off with arriving. Get You know, obviously, get the time off now. The event takes place the first week of August. So Monday, that week is the first. That's pretty easy. Like, take get the first off. Come up Monday. Um, staff will be there as early as June 30th with the trucks and some guys uh, from the transportation unit. Anybody, you know, we're, we're not officially starting the event um, until, I would say, Thursday night. Uh, let's say midday Thursday afternoon, you know, afternoon Thursday. Um, operations start midday on Friday. So I could see the the core of attendees showing up on Thursday, even though a lot of people this well, last year, sorry, last year at Oregon Trail and previous years showed up when they, you know, they showed up as early as Wednesday and helped set up the camp. We'll be doing the camp uh, way earlier. We're hoping to set it up earlier, get it over with, and then rest up. So anybody who shows up early will make it worth your time. Um, I'll get into that a little later. Um, the event, yeah, the event will sh will start midday Friday, as in up in terms of operations. But I mean, if you show up that time, you're missing a lot of stuff. There, they'll be doing. We'll be doing stuff on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Uh, Thursday night is a big, big night. If you, if you went to Oregon Trail for Thursday night, you you know you'll miss the party of the year. You know, so um, uh, definitely try to make it as early as possible. So if you show up. On Friday at like 3 p.m., you are super fucking late. You got to get there at least 10 a.m. on Friday. It, that's the latest. Um, especially with all your gear. If you plan on bringing a tent, I wouldn't even bother at that point. Um, I'll get into that later on as well when we talk about the tents. But take the time off now. Put it in. It's six months away. Um, 
and come in, you know, come early, come, come experience the event, come, come experience the camp life. The Pavin even had their camp up pretty early uh, last year. So um, you'll get some bang for your buck if you show up. Like, think about it. You're, let's say that the ticket prices, I think, are $90 on sale right now. They're going to go to 100 until June. You're paying 100 bucks for, what, a five to six day event. That's pretty good. Um, to what's, what, $20, $25 a day, if that. Um, so, yeah, come, you know, come up as early as possible. You can help us set up and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, if you if you're showing up Friday and you're you're late, we're de we're definitely not going to wait for you. We're we learned our lesson last year, um, and it's something that we always back on you know back out on is if you come late and the patrols already out, you are waiting for whenever they come back, and that could be the next day, um, that could be a few hours. You are waiting. You're you're you didn't come on time, and now we're not sending some. Uh, saving Private Ryan mission to go get you so you can have your fun. So come early. Uh, so let's talk about the field a little bit. So we went back to the field for a second time uh, last weekend. Sully came this time. Uh, he was really excited, which I was um, I was very uh, thankful for. You know that that he he was he left the field excited and, and seeing what the uh, the the um, potential we you know potential that we can do with this field the potential that this field has um so we have you know we have a vision for what's going to make this event great so as much as i am nervous that we're using a new field i am excited um what we know for sure at this point is uh where the parking will be so we'll have parking on one of the the edges of the field you'll drive down the main road and you'll be directed by the MPs, and you'll get picked up by probably the mutt or one of the trucks, possibly the mule. The mule's a little bumpy, but the good thing is that we are um, using uh, like gravel roads, so it's not terrible. It's not going to be as bad as like what uh, Tolcom's uh, roads were, or lack of. Um. So that said, uh, vehicles will not be authorized to use the main road. To go to the GI base after a certain time, probably Wednesday afternoon. So that you know, reiterates what I said earlier: is if you're showing up late and you have like a tent or something that big that you want to use, and you need your car, you got to show up early or be fully expected to load it onto something and transport it to your, you know, to um, to the base or you know, in either base, either the Pavin camp as well. Um, speaking of the Pavin camp. We have a few spots for the Pavin camp. Uh, we will get back to you on that when the map is released. And the map's probably not going to be released for a while. Probably not until like a week or two before the event. Um, but I can assure you we are looking for a spot that will be remote. But also will have road access. Um, so we can, you know, you guys can bring stuff. From your cars, ideally though, we'll still use the uh, the, tra the transportation guys with the Pavin Camp as well. So you don't need, you know, if you don't have a four-wheel drive car and you have stuff that you pack your little hoopty with and you need help, there'll be stuff there to help you. There'll be trucks. You know, we have uh, almost we have three military trucks with guys who are itching to be utilized. So that said, we may even just have guys, everyone, go directed towards the parking lot. And we load the cars up from the parking lot to either camp. 
the GI camp, um, it's a good area. Uh, it's a good area. We should be able to fit everything. Space may be limited or, or it's tight because it is surrounded by a tree line, whereas the Tolkon the base looked a little more open because the, this, the perimeter of it was a hill. So, like, it was still open space, but it really wasn't usable. So here it's actually surrounded by a tree line. So, so it's going to look a little more. It's going to look a little more confined. But I'm pretty sure the usable space for the GI base is the same as it was. Um, what's pretty cool is there is a little field that has somewhat of an incline, but we'll use that as like our little uh, baseball field. We plan on having a baseball game on either Wednesday or Thursday afternoon. We'll see how hot it gets. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the GI base. We're we're gonna um, gonna use pretty much every inch of that field, and we'll have like an officers area. Um, kind of, we you know we're we're planning this to be a little little more sensible than last year. We had you know there were there were a few guys, few key guys that were separated a little too much during the base, and the base wasn't gigantic. Don't get me wrong, but it would have been better to have like myself closer to the talk and my, you know where I was my quarters where I was staying so we're gonna think you know we're gonna think with that in mind and, and plan with that in mind so let's talk about tents uh all right so I posted this in the GI planning group um because most guys that bring personal tents especially the GPs and the Arctics are GIs so guys planning to bring a GI, um, a GP small, an Arctic, or GP medium, you got to let me know. Um, some tents will take precedence over others. I would prefer, honestly, to assign tents based on unit and role. So, like, think about it. We have enough GP mediums for every squad to have their own squad bay. And we're almost at, like, five squads. So we have five mediums to fit, um, you know, 20 guys in a, in a thing. So you're going to have enough room. Think about it. Like, most squads are going to be like eight to ten guys. Um, so you're going to have double the space. In fact, you're probably going to have more space than some of the guys in the smalls. And the, the reason I say that is there, there's no, there's going to be like no personal tents with like one or two guys in them. So minimum, if you're bringing a, a personal tent, you got to be willing to either share with three of your buddies or well, two of your buddies or two strangers based on your unit and role. So if you're bringing a personal tent, and it's either a GP small or an Arctic, you're gonna have like you're gonna have to share or just sleep in in your unit's uh, medium. Um, again, do not show up Thursday night expecting to put your tent up. You gotta you know Wednesday. Wednesday is really the the money spot. Um, I know it's tough for guys. I know they don't want to use the vacation days. Um, but trust me, like you'll, it, it'll be worth it if you do come early and especially if you're bringing a tent, it, it's easier for us to, to build the base, especially the way we plan on putting the smalls and those personal tents, they're going to be deeper into the base towards the tree line off the road. So getting you in there, it might be, um, uh, an undertaking. So ideally you're there early when we're putting, uh, stuff up. Um, as far as tentage for the Pavin, so most of you guys bring hammocks. Um, I have a spot that has plenty of trees close together where you guys will be able to set up your hammocks. I personally am going to, uh, I'm designing two hooches. I'm buying, I'm actually using bay funds to uh, buy lumber. 
which we all know how much uh, lumber costs nowadays, but I'm going to do it. And um, I'm going to build you guys two hooches so you guys can either use it as like a command center or gear drop. Guys can sleep in it if you want. Um, I'm not sure how big I'm going to make it because still gotta, I still got to be able to transport it. Um, and ideally, I'm, I'm going to pass it off to somebody on the Pavin side. I don't know who that is yet. Uh, hopefully someone local to me. Um, maybe is that like Zach Boylan or someone who go, who's always going to be Pavin and... Um, you know, can can commit to that. That would greatly um, help me out. But um, yeah, the the base is going to be just as cool. We got the go ahead for uh, electrical, uh, you know, electrical poles. Um, we have a, a field kitchen now. We we have half of a field kitchen. Um, we'll be buying the other half soon, and we're also planning on getting a freezer. So um, no promises, but we potentially have ice cream on this motherfucking base. So, uh, uh, stand by for anything, uh, more regarding that. All right. So questions, um, we keep on getting questions. Uh, like I said, if they're dumb or not, it, it, that remains to be seen. No comment there, but, um, my, my advice to you is listen to the answers, which most guys do. You know, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying, if you're re- listening to this podcast, you're already ahead of the game. Um, but when someone gives you the gives you an answer, especially the guys like on Discord, anybody in Pink is a staff member, so you got to assume at least they've experienced what expectations we we have for the Broken Arrow um, events. Uh, so um, yeah, listen to what they're saying. My best answer. I mean, ultimately, other than that, is go to FIT, uh, the FARB Infantry Training. It's the uh, training event that we hold. Um, yeah, it'll help you. And I think it'll answer a lot of your questions, especially for gear, because you'll be able to put them, you know, uh, equip it and then apply it and uh, see how it fits. And you'll have guys who, I don't want to call them experts or make anyone feel more important than they are, but there are guys who've worn this stuff in in the application of what we're doing so um at least give them that you know give them that and i think they'll uh they'll help you out anybody new putting the gear on for the first time all right another thing i noticed um a few people asking me or asking uh event runners was ranks for the event so um i'll be honest i never really obsessed with this I really did it as um, I know. Okay, so I'll give you a backstory and what why Bay even did it. Like so the first, I want to say the first event or two. So that was Junction City and MacArthur way back when. Uh, it's five years ago. It's crazy. Um, we really didn't have anybody with ranks other than just like unit leadership, like myself. Like like I portray the company captain. So obviously I was a captain. Um, the platoon leaders had um, LT bars and that kind of thing, but it was never really like anything written down or official. And then one of the squads actually did ranks for themselves. So we kind of followed suit and I was like, all right, I'll do ranks for everybody going to the event. And it's heavily based on your role. And then second is your experience with broken arrow events. So like, I'll be honest, I don't care if you were a sergeant or a general or whatever at some other event it's what 
um, it, it, what you what you experience at our event is what counts for our events. If that makes sense. Um, so if you've never been to our event, we don't know you, we don't know who you are, and you're showing up and you're getting thrown into a squad, and you think you're showing up with sergeant stripes or whatever, it's not that's not how it's going to be. You're by default you're always starting as an E2. Um, guys who um, gone to our events, they usually I you know I usually rank them up after a year to like private first class or an E3 or an E4 depending on their role. Um, Guys we don't know that have military experience, I usually give them the benefit of the doubt and start them off at like an E4, uh, you know, a specialist E4. Um, but like I said, I, I wouldn't obsess over it. But if you're really interested to know what your rank is so you can get like patches for your uniform or anything like that, uh, let me know and I'll, I'll take a look at the master roster and, you know, show you, where, you know, show you what you're going to be. Um, like I said, I wouldn't obsess over it. Uh... Like even like the the officers, um, like officers for our events don't expect to be uh, saluted or addressed as sir. But what I say every year at the um, briefing event, at the actual event, is at least give the officers and the staff that hold the ranks, so that's like squad leaders and and platoon sergeants and whatever else, like at least give those officers and those NCOs the respect for putting in the work to create this experience that you guys want to have fun at. So, like, at least at least give them that. You know, you don't have to call them sir or salute them, but at least give them the respect that, like, they're here for your fun and they're doing this role in this, in this make-believe army for your fun. Okay. Um, so, FIT. Uh, FARB Infantry Training will be May 13th to the 15th. That's at Old Bethpage Village on Long Island in New York. Uh, this event, in my opinion, is almost as vi is is almost vital if you're starting out. There are a few guys that go every year and and get a use out of it as well. Uh, actually, most of the guys that went last year, they've got they go every year. I think they just like going to hang out, and it, it is a great weekend to hang out and kind of get the the cobwebs off the uh, the gear for the winter. Um, but even guys who've done that uh, done it every year. We've revamped the curriculum for this class as well, so it's worthwhile to come out. Um, the key is registering early because ticket prices come with a sweatshirt that has your name on it. And the uniform of the day, or for much of the event, will be wearing those gray sweatshirts with your jungle fatigue pants and, and hat or helmet. So you don't want to look like the only goon who doesn't have one. So definitely like register now. I want to say off the top of my head it's 60 bucks. So think about it. You're getting a weekend-long event with a sweatshirt for sixty bucks. Um, I don't even. Yeah. I mean, so it, like, if you can make it, definitely go. Um, a lot of people have signed up for that, and uh, I'm excited for it because I think it might be our biggest one yet. Uh, we're we're trying to figure out what tents we're going to bring, and and uh, I plan on. I we're. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, at least one deuce will be there. I'm playing with the idea of bringing the mule. Darius will be bringing his mutt. So we'll have vehicles. And we'll, you know, it's, it's nice because we have free reign of the village when it's closed at like 4 o'clock. So we can be driving around and transport guys around this old village. It's pretty cool. It's, it's really cool. Last year, in my opinion, was one of the better events. The weather kind of sucked. So that's why we actually pushed it out a month. We pushed it out to 
We pushed it out to May 13th and to the 15th, so that's a Friday. The event doesn't officially start until Saturday morning, but but we're giving you that that extra night to show up and you know hang out, um, get to know some of the guys if you're new, get to see some old faces if you're returning. But um, yeah, overall, to me, it's a it's a great event. Uh, I'm happy we do it. I wish we could do more, um, like another event um, before the season starts, but. It's it's tough to get it in, and you know, with all the other events that I will, um, I'll cover that, and I'll cover all the other Bay events. It's just now I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. I'll cover all the other events in the March um, podcast, especially Steel Cog Eight. Um, I'm not even gonna plug it yet. I'll I'll stick with the uh, covering Junker City. Sorry, guys. All right, so what to expect uh, for Junction City? Um, I don't know if most people who are listening to this probably know already and they've been at, either they've, they've been to the event or they've asked questions or they just see all the stuff that we uh, we put out there. But you'll be living in a base camp setting for both sides. So you'll either have the Pavin camp or the GI base. And you will definitely 100%, if you're um, a grunt or a, uh, in the uh, Pavin platoon, you'll be spending at least one night in the bush um so prepare you know prepare yourself so that uh i would say get in get some conditioning in you're going to be humping a lot with the rocks full rocks um five my way we'll be doing two nights i uh i'm not sure yet but we'll definitely be doing one night each side will be in there one night uh don't expect a high speed action-packed frag fest that a lot of the other airsoft events out there and something that we keep on saying over and over again, trying to nail in that this is this is a reenactment first. So yeah, we do appeal to airsofters because we're using airsoft weapons, but it's not an airsoft game. It's not an airsoft event. It's a reenactment. It's a reenactment first. Yes, we're using airsoft to shoot each other, but it's a reenactment. Um, now the good thing about using the platform is, uh, you know, the plat our airsoft. You know, the good thing about using airsoft weapons as the platform is that the battles aren't predetermined like some reenactments are. So even though I'm writing the event and it's somewhat scripted, this the script is not like you go here and die here. It's this it's creating it's creating an atmosphere, it's creating scenarios that could happen. At for the most part, I don't know how the outcome is gonna be. I don't know what battles are gonna be. Um, where I don't know when they're going to be fought. I don't know which direction they'll be fought in. I know when they should happen to kind of keep uh, the entertainment factor up. But like, I don't. I really don't know when um, some things will happen, or or how they'll happen, or if they'll happen at all. Um, but yeah, you can spend the whole day patrolling and never fire your weapon. So once you get past that, I think you'll you'll start to appreciate that. Like. Yeah, even though you're not shooting your gun and getting kills, it's still an intense experience, especially when you're patrolling with, you know, you're going to have, the GIs could potentially have 75 guys patrolling through and not have any idea where the Pavin are. Pavin could be on a small patrol trying to scout something and walk into 75, you know, 75 GIs itching to shoot them. So it is, it's, it's intense. It's actually more intense than like knowing when you're going to be shot at. Okay, um... What else do I have? Uh, food. Food is not nailed in yet. Um, 
it's one of those things that I, I keep on saying. I, I mentioned this in my six-month warning, uh, too long, didn't read post. Um, it's one of those things where if you if if you're really interested in the food and what we're offering, you gotta register early. Um, it helps us plan. The, the uh, base staff is uh, we're probably probably this month we will decide on the meals. It just comes down to how how much we need and how much we got to spend. There's a lot of expenses this year that are different than previous years. So it's not that we're, we need money. It's just, we need to plan out the money and, um, uh, just know what to expect for us. I guess that, yeah, that's funny that, that this is called what to expect, but yeah, it's what to expect for us as well. Um, so yeah, register as early as possible. The, the numbers already are, are amazing um, at this stage in the year leading up to the event. I want to say we're we're definitely already more than what Junction City, the first event, had. Um, and we're probably close to having registered already more than what MacArthur had. And that, you know, if anybody went to those events, you kind of know the numbers right there. Um, I don't really like um, revealing numbers until closer to the event or if, if ever, if ever, because they're never accurate. Um, but uh, I would love to uh, put this event, make it the biggest one yet. It's our fifth year doing it. Um, what else do I have for you guys? Speaking of fifth year, I'm designing the, the fifth year pin. You guys remember that we had a three year uh, pin for anybody who did three years. They're like five bucks. You have to... Um, basically meet the requirements for them the fifth year pin will be the same thing um we haven't really, you know it's funny we were discussing that the other day too we haven't really decided how to wear your pins yet um i personally don't think people should wear them on base because they are kind of far be they're not really legit vietnam pins but maybe you can wear them on your bay beret or something else like that um I will get back to you on that. So uh, we'll touch more on the event when we get closer to August. It seems to be getting warmer and, and soon the leaves will be back. So I'm very looking forward to seeing everyone in the bush. This is Liam signing out. And I got this bitch under a half an hour. If you don't come correct, I'm going to find you.